buddy. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? It's it's Monday. I'm off of work. How about you? <laughs> I am too. I am too. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been a quite a nice day for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, with the cli- well, the temperature for sure. I know you had some uh, some outside time. Yeah, I went well. outside today. I went through the pigskin around. Uh, I already had a drink this afternoon with some buddies. Uh, had Just f- a drink. I had two actually. <laughs> a couple. <laughs> A couple, a couple of drinks, and then uh, I had Friday off as well, so it was a nice long weekend on my end. Same here, same here. Yeah, happy Easter, by the happy way. Happy Easter. Yeah, good, I, I, I went to the store, and I got my cheap chocolate today as well. Ah, there yeah, are. That's uh, the master I plan. My, <laughs> I had my fair share, uh, so I didn't have that, many, that much chocolate today, but uh, I'm down for some whiskey, definitely. Uh, I have my so rum my today, no whiskey. I was going to go to the shop, but I, I honestly did not have the time to go get anything. It's so, okay, man. I know you have your faithful El Dorado with you. I do indeed. My El Dorado 12. I've spoken about this drink before as well. And I think there's a lot of people who don't give rum a chance who might really like scotch and whiskey. And I think this drink would change people's minds. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mine included. All right. I think, I think you would like it. I really do. I guess so, man. I guess so. I'm taking I'm taking a, a liking to rum recently, to be honest. Um, it depends. Like I know you can mix it with like a, a huge variety of things, but it depends if you want your drink to be really sweet or mm-hmm. less so. Um, but I discovered that I really like it with either Sprite or ginger ale. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I usually don't mix my rum with anything. I just have it straight up. But oh, well, in my you. youth, I would have mixed it with something. But nowadays, because I really like El Dorado as is, like it, it tastes like a scotch or a whiskey to me with rum characteristics. But I can just drink it neat. Yeah, yeah. Your 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 pure sophisticated mind compared to my <laughs> to me, so for sure. You must come to my level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, on my end, men, we're discovering a brand new country we haven't discovered before, I think, Ooh. since we started the show. So it's something entirely different. But uh, I'll try to make you guess where um, where we're drinking on my end today. So uh, we're uh, brand going new. I'm going to just it's a shot in the dark. Don't laugh if I'm wrong, but Japan. Japan. We are oh, in Japan. Oh, what a guess. Wi-Fi. Arimashita. And yes, just for are. the record, I actually had no idea what he was drinking. Like it was literally no, a shot in the dark. But I figured it, Japan's it, got a good game, and you were talking about like where else in the world, and that was my knee-jerk reaction. Well, I think in terms of whiskey, it's the only place we haven't been since we started. We went to Ireland, we went to Scotland, with Canada, the U.S. So I think yeah, our, our next stop naturally yeah. would be Japan, J- Japan eventually. So yeah, so it's yeah, like dr- a good guess. <laughs> Yeah, I went to the ACQ today and I just saw like their Japanese section. I was like, yeah, why not? It's been a while since I had a Japanese whiskey. We didn't have the chance to discuss it. So I'm just, I just took one out of the blue, didn't read anything about it, didn't know it at all. So today I'm drinking Yamasakura whiskey. It's a blended uh, Japanese whiskey, 40% ABV. Um, and it's supposed to be highly premium. That's what they're, they're, they're saying. Basically. How much did it so go for? Uh, it's about 50 bucks, so uh, 50 Canadian dollars. So usually w- Japanese whiskey, correct me if I'm wrong, they're always a little pricier than what you have from Canada or even some like cheaper scotches. Um, they're always more expensive. And I don't know exactly why, maybe because it's the like the transit fees that are so intense. Well, it depends on where they for. distill it. 
Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, but interestingly, with Japanese whiskey, I think it's always good. I just feel like it's always pretty much the same way when you try it, like whiskey per whiskey. You always have like that same similar kind of notes. It's always, and I have it on my tasting glass right now. It's okay. a, like, a clear liquid. It's like a l- really light. It almost yellow. looks like apple juice. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and so it's it gives automatically automatically you think okay it's a lighter whiskey which is true, um, and you have a lot of floral notes in there, a lot of woody notes. But I think that's that's it. I think it's just like. It's almost a whiskey like to to clear your palate <laughs> in mm-hmm. a way. It's not it's not brutal or anything. It won't ki- it won't put you on your ass. It's just it's I think it's just something to be really refined and like with nice little subtle aromas, but nothing spectacular. Nothing Yeah, no, it's not a punch in your face. It's something more subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're always going for it, but again, I, may, I might be mistaken. I don't know what's your experience with Japanese. I've whiskeys. only had like one or two Japanese labels in my entire life and I can't even tell you the labels offhand because it seemed, as you mentioned, it kind of just seemed so standard, I think was the appropriate word. I never felt the need to pursue it any further. Yeah, Yeah. I get you. I get you. So this one, listen, I just tried it and just smoked. And it's the same same thing I had, I think, like last time. Or pretty similar. It's just, it's, you have those floral, like flower notes in there. A lot of wood, like a lot of oakiness. Uh, it's not. It's not a small nose on the oak. It's a. It's a big one. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's pretty light. It's. It's gently. It's friendly at the taste. It won't play tricks on you. So I guess I think it's a nice entry door to people, or maybe test ta- um, tasting whiskeys, maybe mm. because it's not too harsh. But it's just that, yeah, for, in terms of the, the, like, the labels and the bottles look awesome. They really do look great. But in terms of the taste, I think it's, it's good. But it's not, it's not different enough from whiskey to whiskey. You have pretty much the same notes every time. Again, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm naive and small-minded and I need to ch- taste them more. But that's what I'm getting out yeah. of, my, of, like, of the three or four like, Japanese whiskeys I had in my life. Well, I hope you still enjoy your bottle that you just purchased. <laughs> Will do, man. Will do. Uh, so cheers to that. Cheers to that. And to our listeners, we hope you give us a like and a follow and a review, depending on where you're listening. We're up on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Google Podcasts, a few other things. But give us a, give us a like, give us a review. That would be super duper appreciated. We're also yes, in the early stages of talking about doing a, a Patreon for the page as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'd like yes. to hear, is that something that you guys would be interested in supporting if we... If we put up a Patreon, uh, we want to gauge uh, if you're interested. Is that something you would like to support? Uh, we we want to hear from you before plunging further into that rabbit hole. So feedback, please. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. And uh, I, I just I think I had a flash about this because uh, if I remember correctly, I know maybe there's a comment section on Spotify, but I think maybe like a contact info would be cool. So I think I'll add... Maybe like an email address with um, with our account on Spotify. So people want to send us like direct messages or direct emails and just ask questions. I think that's maybe the going to be the easier way to yeah, do so. I think so. so. I'll, um, I'll 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 do that. So at least when this episodes drop, um, you'll have something on Instagram and on our Spotify and Anchor where you can actually join us directly. So that's going to be easier, guys. If you don't know exactly how to drop a comment on Spotify. 
um, we'll do that for you. Heck, so, I don't yeah. even know how to drop this comment on Spotify. Is that a thing? Yeah, exactly. So we're <laughs> asking everybody to drop a comment where yeah. we don't, we're not even sure ourselves yeah, how to do but it. <laughs> we got social media. You know how to get in touch with us. Figure it out. <laughs> I'm not a mastermind, though, I'll, but I'll, I'll do that. That's going to be a way. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's so. no comments on Spotify. <laughs> no. Hmm. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Okay, so where where did we expect them to write the comment, basically? Social media. <laughs> Social media. Okay. Yeah, email's yeah. also good, though. All right. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, okay, I'm definitely not a wizard. I thought maybe there was a comment section on Spotify. You had a no, wizard, Harry. Yeah, I'm, I've never explored. I mean, I just click play on the podcast episodes. I yeah, don't. exactly. I don't think there's much <laughs> I don't look section. that much further. So thank you for the <laughs> Not the a problem. And right, I, know so I mentioned uh, last episode that we'd be talking about Fantastic Beasts. I, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think you've seen it yet either. So we're gonna no. we're gonna and postpone with that a topic. bunch of other yeah with with a bunch of other people I think in North America who haven't seen it because the numbers are not too good. Still number one at the box office, but lowest I think forty seven million. Forty three, I think. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Diminishing in returns. Harry Potter verse and Wizarding World entry. I think it's the lowest. It's, it's definitely ever the been. lowest. So. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the end of the uh, the franchise. Oh, definitely. I think um, Warner Brothers. I think they t- they said as such is like they're gonna wait for the numbers yeah. of the movie to come up, and if it doesn't meet expectations, they're gonna they're gonna cut the franchise. Yeah. They're gonna stop the franchise. And I think at this stage, I mean, yeah, it's it's better, I guess. Yes, but what's a little I unfortunate because I've been really holding out for that Dumbledore Grindelwald duel. Yeah. No, yeah, I'll go this week for sure. I'll go. Uh, I'll go this week as soon as possible. It's my next mo- uh, my next movie on the list. Yeah. So I'll, I'm seeing uh, it on see Tuesday it. Uh, tomorrow as we're recording this, and then on the weekend I, I aim to go see The Northman. So stay mm. tuned for future conversations on those topics. You just saw a movie though, and I want to hear your two cents on it before we segue to a different topic. But since we're talking about recently seen movies, it seems like the ample time to bring this up. Yeah. I've seen, uh, listen, I didn't see any trailer for this film. I didn't read about this film. Uh, not much, to be honest. It's just my friend who had an idea. Said, oh, we should go see this. The, 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 the reviews are really great. And they are. Uh, on Letterboxd, I think it's like a 4.1 on 5, which is incredibly high. So it's, a, it's a, an American-Chinese film with Michelle Yeoh. And remind me the name of the child actor who played Short Run in Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Oh, uh, I just know him a Short Run from Indiana Jones Th- and the Temple of Doom. That guy, okay, so <laughs> that guy came back and he actually plays the husband in this film. And it's, so the movie is called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. So it's a long title, it's quite a mouthful. Um, and it's like half Chinese, half American, like because we have a lot of dialogue and subtitles. Oh, but I it's, didn't it's understandable, that. it's pretty nice. Neat. And it's about the multiverse, but a multiverse that's explored a little differently than in the Marvel universe. So they actually experience the, um, uh, how can I say this? They experience what their life would be like if they made a different decision during their lifetime at one point. So basically is that any decision they take or not take is like another branch in the, the in their life. So it's like the butterfly the, effect. The, exactly, same, yes, yeah, it, it is, yeah, nice reference. So they basically are able to connect themselves with their other selves from other dimensions that uh, where like this character made a different decision than what it should have. 
So yeah, it, it's on topic with what we've seen in Mar the Marvel the Marvel verse since I think a year, like the since the last year with Loki and whatnot. So it's there's a lot of like similar themes, but this movie is like times a thousand. It's 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 explored in an extravagant way. There's a lot of thing happening on the screen. So if you're like I don't know, uh, you, you you're sensible to like flashing lights when you're seeing a movie. Don't see this one. You're gonna have a crazy time, but if you're on drugs, you're gonna really <laughs> like it. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's but 2001. It it's one exactly. hell of a trip. <laughs> Pretty much, though, it's a nice reference because there's a lot of this in this film, totally. But it's a good watch. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's well written. It's 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 fun. It's stupid at times, but it's 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 really not bad. Um, so yeah, it's Michelle Yeoh, the 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 young guy who played uh, Short Run in Indiana Jones, who's an adult now, of course, like in his forties or early fifties. Um, and you have uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. No, there's a lot of good talent involved here. I'm forgetting the name of the director, but it's it's worthwhile. It's still in theaters, I think, for for a few weeks. Uh, go see it. It's a, it's it's a good it's a good watch. It's really entertainment entertaining. It's fun. Um, Cinematography is good, uh, but it's just yeah, it's it's good. It's pure, pure entertainment, pure fun. Um, but yeah, with a little dose of like Chinese culture in it, so nice. I highly recommend it. It's a good, it's a good film. Our buddy uh, Alex Callard, who was on the show last yeah. year, he actually messaged me today. He's like, basically, drop what you're doing and go see it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a movie you'll remember for sure. It's not it's not like a regular everyday kind of flick it's something quite unique to be honest it's not every day you see this i i definitely want to go make the time to see it. it's finding the time to go see extra movies i've already committed the two in like the next week i'm like will i be able to squeeze in the third i would like to fingers crossed yeah. i hope if it's not if it's in cinemas next weekend i'll probably go see it mm. yeah. Yeah, so we'll see about Makes the sense. timing but we were talking about Mar well, you mentioned Marvel a few times, and today mm -hmm. being Monday is the day that the Thor Love and Thunder trailer dropped as well. And she got eyes that it seems some, to some GNR. So <laughs> I'll, I'll put this out there I liked Thor Ragnarok, but I didn't love Thor Ragnarok. I thought that a lot of the humor compromised a lot of the drama. I really like Taika Watiti as a director, but I was, I was kind of like. Mm, about Ragnarok, but I really liked this trailer. <laughs> yeah, me too. Sorry, I was singing uh, Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses because <laughs> basically that's the whole song playing during the teaser trailer. Um, yeah, listen, man, it looks good. Uh, I'm going to say this for, for, for the trailer. Um, I, I don't know exactly how I feel about this film. I mean, am I looking forward to it? I guess. But I think that at this stage, I'm like, did I have my fair share of Marvel? Maybe I did because I'm just I'm not as excited as I should be. I liked Thor Ragnarok. It was really interesting. It was fun. Again, a fun watch. Nothing yeah. exceptional. Just yeah. it was fun. It's a fun watch, but yeah, it, it missed out on a certain something. Yeah. I find emotionally speaking, I think. And correct me if I'm wrong. I think Thor is the last of the original Avengers still having his. Film so. or like his motion picture because all of them are either dead or unable to <laughs> unable to like jump into another adventure. So I yeah. think in the original Avengers, I think he's still the only one. Well, we have Hulk, but we don't think we're we're never gonna get a solo Hulk movie. So and I don't know why actually. Because uh, something Marco to do with still something to do with Universal. 
really yeah because universal because has the rights to the hulk there. character that like if you watch incredible hulk uh the universal yeah. logo comes up first not the paramount logo and they still want to keep those rights yeah so that's why <laughs> they, they do anything they yeah. can have hulk in a movie and that's why the closest we got to a hulk movie was ragnarok but you can't have a solo hulk movie without universal and it's just one of those things like the ballpark they don't want to play with the toys i don't fully understand it completely but that's what it is um thor love and thunder though looks pretty wacky but Mm. now that i know kind of what i'm getting into and we we've gone past infinity war and endgame we don't have that like dread of thanos kind of like looming because we went into ragnarok going like this is the movie before infinity war like we, we don't have that anymore no and i think we kind of can just roll like there's no more loki so we can just kind of let thor do his own thing it feels like it's a bit more detached from the greater narrative yeah and you can sense that early on just like by the way he looks by the way he's i don't know really easygoing he's wearing like his i don't know rock and roll t-shirt and yeah. he's like waving stonebreaker around no he looks like i don't know he's moved on yeah like, to something the, the trailer to- seems very rock and roll yeah yeah very 80s as well with the, the font style the 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 clothing with the costumes um it it seems incredibly so like he's doing the uh, the rope exercise to lose the weight from endgame yeah yeah but exactly. he's using the it with chains yeah using the giant <laughs> chains that were bounding this s- giant skeletal form so there, there's a lot of funny things uh, the interaction between him and star lord seemed pretty yeah. on point uh we didn't get a look at christian bale's character gore but we did get a look at a very small look at Natalie Portman's character, who's coming yes. back. Jane's coming back. Yeah, she, she's after, Lady Thor, uh, though. Yeah, a long absence, Natalie yeah. Portman so from the I'm the curious to know why... What was it about this script that brought her back? Because she's been I'm pretty curious. critical towards the Marvel movies. Yeah, no, 100%. I'm curious as well. Uh, but no, listen, there's talent involved. Uh, I'm totally on board for them to keep Christian Bale for the very last or even maybe like a small portion of it for the next trailer but i'm sure he's going to be like the cure the the, the highlight of the film is going to be christian bell i'm very but, curious uh, to see how christian bell is going to function as an actor in a taika Waititi movie those two yeah, things don't seem like they should go they, together they don't mesh together they that well don't yeah. at all but here we are so i'm like i don't know what to expect with that and that's the one aspect where i'm like i'm very curious to see how taika's directing bail like yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see but um yeah but uh, again I, I would say caution not cautionly uh, excited i would say yeah pretty like amused by everything and maybe looking forward to it a little bit i'll try to catch it in theaters if not i'm not able then so be it i'll watch it on disney plus but I'll, I'll do my best when it comes out to go see it but again maybe i think with all the shows we have on disney plus i'm just ah i don't know marvel is not a top top of my priority list right now I, I can think of other movies than this one but still excited yeah i'll uh, i'll try to go see it for sure it's uh what remind me remind me the date it's june or july it's june i think i think it's june yeah, yeah late we june. got doctor strange in may and then we got uh thor in june and then i think there's a bit of a gap until we get to yeah. wakanda forever yeah yeah wakanda forever i think it's 23 23 no no to this year yeah, really? Yeah, Jesus. I think it's November. 
Okay, and then they didn't say at all like if there's was gonna be a replacement for Chadwick Boseman, right? They there's no word anything. on the lead. No word on Nothing. the lead. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, they're they're playing that card to the vest right now. All right. I'm all guessing right. it's Shuri, but I don't know. I would bring um, Michael B. Jordan back if I were if I were them. Like <sighs> make it a redemption story for his character. I want them to commit to the death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like I like that idea, but I want them to I hate it when they kill a character and they just bring him back. It cheapens the last movie. Maybe, maybe. Well, we'll see. But yeah. So Marvelverse, uh, that's what it is. Um, apart from that, I played some video games for the past few days. <laughs> <laughs> so it happens a few times when there's really like a good game that comes out, and I I, uh, I really want to and wouldn't want to play it. Maybe it happens like once or twice every year. Last game was Halo Infinite, but this time it was. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. I've been building blocks for the past five days. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, I've never played a Lego game. It's not bad, man. It's not. I mean, you have to respect it for what it is. It's it's a Lego game, so it's it's a little childish. It's a little absurd, but it's it's not bad because this one they take so many liberties with the the amount of characters you can play. Uh, the lightsaber duels you have, it's really cool as a Jedi when you play Lego Star Wars. Um, It's fun. It's just pure fun. And mm -hmm. it's where rare are the occasions where you can relive all the great battles of all the films in a video game, except maybe like episode three, uh, Once Upon a Time, episode one. Um, so that's I think that's why I can appreciate the logo games a little more, because they do take the time to explore all the planets, and the levels that you, you, you actually do and in the, in the, you explore in the movies. So... Um, they they take you step by step uh, in the shoes of your favorite characters when their own abilities like playing the story of the film and I'm like nah that that's cool like, it's it, we don't have that that many often we have authentic stories uh, outside stories of the the main narrative line but this is actually quite nice so yeah it's it's fun it's just it's fun it's Star Wars yeah, it's, so every now and again you, you just around. need like a fun day playing video games like you don't have to worry about really intense story or harder mechanics this is just like shut your brain off enjoy it it's silly fun it's, yeah. it's popcorn the voice acting the voice acting man is it's the same from the the clone wars so oh, nice. you, you hear obi-wan kenobi speaking it's the obi-wan from the clone wars it's the same actor uh, so it's it's cool like the voice acting in this is really nice so um th that's also another another way to to uh To appreciate and, it and it has and that I, like I silly humor to it still like it's almost like yeah. a borderline absurd no it is it is it's lego 100 yeah. and it's light i mean it's supposed to be like for i guess i don't know like teens or i don't know i would like even say younger, younger players yeah but the thing is it's, it's quite a complicated game for a young audience there's a lot of things to catch there's a lot of side missions it's almost open world kind of thing so i guess i don't know it's <laughs> It's quite it's quite hard, and there's a quite a lot of things to do for a for a, for a child's game, mm. to be honest. So I think it's maybe like a, a like an, a, an inch above that. So probably around like like ten eleven. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I would say so. And when you order the deluxe edition, you have like a little uh, Sky Luke Skywalker little and Lego figure. drinking blue milk. <laughs> I actually went to the Lego store last weekend. And I was kind of crying inside because I couldn't afford all the nice things that I wanted, like the Hogwarts castle. But I did pick up a Mando keychain for my car keys. Nice, man. Yeah. That's cool. So I got and Mando like and my girlfriend got, she got Baby Yoda. 
So we each have like I have Bando, Baby Yoda together. They're the set. Nice man. Yeah. Good, good pick. So good yeah, pick. Th- those were the picks. We came out with our tiny keychains. No castles, yeah. no spaceships. The ATAT at the Lego store was like nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. <laughs> yeah. And you like the space also to like just put it somewhere in your yeah, house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so, you, you need a table just for something like that. Yeah. I wish, I but Some, I wish in yeah. another life, maybe in the multiverse, yeah. I have a huge Death Star in, made of Lego. Uh, <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. Uh, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna migrate over to the main topic today. This will probably take up a good chunk of the episode. I mean, we're already almost uh, twenty five minutes in, but I think the yes, rest sir. of the episode will be dedicated to this, and we're gonna be talking about the awesome career that is one Bruce Willis. Yes, so Mr. Willis. He's stepping away from acting as we've we've all heard due to uh, his diagnosis and very sad news uh, and instead of lingering on that we wanted to sort of shine a light and be like this guy has had such an impressive career and we wanted to kind of go back talk about like our favorites like what what stands Mm -hmm. out to us maybe uh what was our gateway and just the impression bruce willis has left on cinema uh, yeah. like things like that so that's that's where we're going to be going now bruce willis time bruce willis time and well deserved and it's it's a sad i think it's it's a sad thing because in the late i would say what maybe since the past five years bruce willis was known for like direct to video movies yeah. with like a really poor scores on rotten tomatoes um he didn't he didn't have like a great like end of career or like final run it was pretty shitty for him i think they were cutting a lot of his scenes because he wasn't able to play them as well he wasn't able to say all his lines so and he, i think also from what i understand and i know maybe it got some merit to it or not i know he was getting more and more difficult and severe on sets i think he's like he's a tough guy to work with that's what i understand but it doesn't take anything from his acting abilities or the role he plays and how he inspired us but i think that everything like Everything played against him late in his career, and yeah, for for health reasons, he had to step back. Yeah. So, but for sure, well, uh, I was sad when I heard the news. I was like, "Yes, yeah, oh. I'm here." Yeah, like I, I thought the diagnosis sort of explained the last couple of years. I was like, maybe he yeah. felt like he had to scale things down a little bit. Or part of me wonders if he was maybe being taken advantage of. Like these are things we'll never quite fully know. But I think rega- for regardless, yeah. it sort of explains the trajectory one way or another and while i'm sure we won't be talking about the final movies he's made the movies he made chiefly in the 90s i would say there's so many of them that will stand the test of time yeah i think i'm trying to think because i read a lot of articles on his career uh in the past few days and i think that his last good film if I'm not mistaken, is maybe Motherless Brooklyn, who was uh, directed by Edward Norton, uh, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So, this is supposed to be his last good film. After that, it's all yeah, it's 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 not it's not really good. It's not worth our our while. But yeah, we can think of other films. Maybe the Red movies that he did. I, I wasn't too crazy. They, they were fine. Average, like, average. Yeah. They were fine. Um, the follow-up to Unbreakable and Split, which was Glass, yeah. which was okay. I know a lot of people hated it. I did like it. I haven't seen <laughs> I was it yet. Okay with it. <laughs> it's a good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, I'll see it eventually. But yeah, but I haven't Bruce. seen it yet. But yeah, we if we wanted to go like way back, uh, we, we can 
straight out the gate, just get it out the way. Die hard. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. So no, it's wait, it basically hit the ground right. Like it wasn't his first role, but it was early on in his career. And Die Hard remains to this day one of, if not the best action movie of all time. Oh yeah, but in his career, I think from a by a significant margin, I think it remains his best role. Yeah, uh, there's something about he did John a lot McClane. of good stuff. Yeah, I think John McClane for pretty much everybody, every movie fan out there yeah. that you ask about Bruce Willis, they always talk about Die Hard yeah. first, and with good reason. Yeah. There's something about um, McClane and the way Bruce Willis portrayed McClane, where you were in the the generation where you had Stallone and Schwarzenegger, and they were like. The huge, like, steroid-fueled, like, America-jacked machine gun characters. Completely unrealistic. And then Bruce Willis comes along. Not particularly in shape, chain-smoking, his marriage is on the fritz. Doesn't even have his shoes on for the first movie. He's a bit of a bum, right? (laughs) Like... He is. Yeah. No, but it's true, man. It's a good point. Yeah. I and mean, uh, Die Hard he, 3, he's hungover for the whole movie. Like, he's not exactly a model citizen, but because no. of his kind of average Joe appeal, he speaks to more people that way. And a lot of people can find something to relate to with John McClane. I couldn't agree more, man. You put it in such a good way because, yeah, he's a the normal blue-collar American Who's like not that in shape? He smokes. Uh, he curses a lot. Yeah. He's not that bright. I mean, he's well, he is, but not that. I mean, he's not. He's a not a genius or anything. But he knows he's how to. A genius. He knows yeah. how to problem solve on the spot. Yeah, exactly. But he's in the right wrong situation at the wrong time, and he's just like, okay, I have to do this. Nobody else can. But I have a gun. I can do some stuff. I can do some damage. Heck, he's do, lucky if I'll he has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, there's some magic that occurs. And uh, I, I can think for sure of maybe the four, well, the, I would say the four, the first four Die yeah. Hard films. So the fifth one we can forget because it's really not good. I really um, like the fourth Die Hard movie. Live for your Die the Hard. The fourth one is good. The, the yeah, unrated yeah, li- version where they're swearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I really enjoy that one. Timothy Oliphant is great as the villain in that movie. He's not bad. I, I really like the Justin Long character in that mm-hmm. film. I like the pairing with like the new generation with the old. Yeah, the analog uh, versus the digital. Yeah, exactly. I think that was perfect. No, perfect no, casting. It, it was Justin really Long. solid. Great uh, chemistry with Bruce Willis. Yeah, no, um, it was great. Um, it's, it was like this fish out of water, and you had this guy who never really knew what to do in the first place. And between Justin Long's character and Timothy Oliphant's character, who they themselves are on the same playing field. And McLean is kind of just thrown into their ballpark. And he's like, I don't know yeah. what to do. Like, it's yeah. great. Like, they're the, oh, the Die Hard movie is on point. And then with Die Hard 3, you got uh, Jeremy Irons as Simon. Simon Says. Yeah. Co-starring with Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, Jeremy Irons' character is the brother of Hans Gruber. He's out for revenge and for a bunch of gold. I think, you know what? Die Hard 3, I think, is the perfect example as you can g- get more pathetic a human being than John McClane to solve this situation because basically I think the start of the movie he has a headache yeah, he's, he's hung drunk. over yeah, he's looking and for uh, he's, he's looking for like a Tylenol or something yeah, yeah he's suspended from his job he's divorced and yeah he's divorced he doesn't speak to his kids he's like he's, he's hit he rock bottom like shit. yeah, yeah. He's in <laughs> it's the, rock this, bottom basically in Die Hard like undershirt for like half the movie yeah, yeah like, under, like I, he, he looks he like a slob <laughs> He gets beat beat up a lot in this film. I think when he arrives at the boat, they fell from the bridge. He's like yeah. all in blood. I think he has like his left arm is like broken or something. 
and it's it's so violent and so gory because he's just like losing it. It's just like okay, I have to make this stop, but I, I can't. I'm in pain right now. <laughs> but it's so like it's yeah. so good, and you yeah. buy into McLean for that reason. Like he yeah. is doing everything that he can with the limited resources and skill set that he has to at least try to put a stop to the bad guys. And yeah. that is yeah. what my what that's why McLean is so great to watch. Yeah. yeah the no, odds are against I, him. I think we both agree. I think that uh, if we had to pick like the top five movie roles in Bruce Willis' career, I think that John McLean is Yeah, it's definitely 100%. number one for I think for most people they would uh, safely agree with that. Uh, yeah. I th- probably up there for a lot of people too would be his role in Pulp Fiction. Yeah, yeah, uh, I would agree with that. No, because Pulp Fiction is such a, uh, it's such a good film. It's such an iconic film. But strangely enough, is that Bruce Willis's character, even though he's supposed to be like one of the main ones, it's he's never the one we refer to the most. No, he's the he most removed refer- from the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like he's doing his refer- own little mini movie inside of the movie. Exactly, because we always refer Samuel L. Jackson's character, John Travolta's character, Uma Thurman's mm-hmm. character, but Bruce Willis' character is always on the sidelines. Yeah, they despite always, being they one of the really, three leads. Yeah, they yeah. never really mention Butch, but his arc in the film is quite interesting. Zed's uh, dead, baby. Honest. Zed's yeah. dead. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah, yeah he, but, uh, this, he has that opening, well, the, the child version of him has that opening scene with Christopher Walken, and then becomes this down-and-out boxer who then gets thrown into a situation with Marcellus Wallace, and then he ends up in that worse situation with Zed. And he just comes out on top of that against all odds again, and there's there's something about Bruce Willis and his kind of like slobby appearance yet again, and he's just like sticking it to sticking it to the odds. Marcellus Wallace character. I love mm. I love uh, Wing, Ring Rames. Yeah, I'm going go with evil on your film. ass. <laughs> but yeah, he's saying something like when when actually Bruce Willis character runs uh, <laughs> after he he won the, the the box match. He's like talking to all his goons and he's just like <laughs> if 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 Butch uh, shows up like in in Thailand or in Vietnam, I want a motherfucker hidden like in a, a rice paddy to pop a cap in his yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, but he's talking to Zed. And he's just like uh, talking about like what happened with Zed and the gimp. And he's just like takes the shotgun and he's like, I'm about to get medieval on his ass. And just, exactly. There's something about that line that's just it's so good. I don't know why. Yeah. No, he's a he's a force to be reckoned with in that film. But yeah, coming going back to Bruce Willis, his character. Um, yeah, man. I mean, he's he's good in the in the film. He's really not bad. I mean, mm-hmm. he's not. He doesn't have as many punchy lines as like John Travolta and yeah, he's Samuel quieter. Jackson. Maybe yeah, he's I think quieter. He's quieter. Yeah. He's more like I don't know, physical. I guess he punches people a lot, but he does, yeah he do he doesn't speak that much. But he's um, he's still an interesting arc in the film, and that's uh, I enjoy it still. Yeah. I mean the the yeah the the whole scene um, with him talking in the cab with the cab lady, even when he's like using like a, a katana <laughs> <laughs> to like kill the 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 the, the, the rapist like yeah, in, the the, in the the guitar shop. I mean yeah, he's. Uh, He's an he's oh yeah, the, nice the, the guy, the, still a good the role for him. Guy working at the cash, not the game. But yeah, yeah, it's completely. Exactly. Kind of, I agree. Um, Sin City, because we were talking yes. about him being a part yeah. of a movie, and Quentin Tarantino was a director 
need to write for the scene in that movie as well. But yeah, Sin City is another example, almost similar to Pulp Fiction, but he speaks a lot in Sin City. Oh yeah, he speaks a lot. I think it's more. It's one of his most talky films. And you know what? I'll do you one better. I think, from a personal perspective, on my point of view, I think that I preferred his role in Sin City than his role in Pulp Fiction. Even if I really yeah. like Pulp Fiction, I think I would agree with you there. Because I think that his arc in all the arcs we have in Sin City, uh, it, it's a little like similar to Pulp Fiction because there's a lot of different characters and mm-hmm. a lot of parallels. Yeah, that's why arcs. I said like the Sin City. Bruce, Bruce Willis's arc is the most interesting and the best. Yeah, uh, Bruce Willis like, is the most the interesting. Clive Owens is the most fun. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you there. Mickey Rourke is still <laughs> quite. Mickey cool. Rourke is the but, Mickey Rourke is the most Mickey Rourke. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just a f- big guy who's mumbling and punching yeah. things. The but uh, yeah, no, hell. Bruce Willis is Artigan uh, with the, the, his whole relationship with Jessica Alba's character. Really nice stuff. Yeah. Really good. Um, and Sin City, I think I'm, I'm still watching it a few times. Uh, I need to rewatch it. It's been a while. But I, the first Sin City is really, I think, a classic. Yeah. I, I really, really like this it's film. It's a solid I think movie. It was really solid film. Yeah. Solid film. Um, and not just from an action perspective, I think from a storytelling cinematography perspective, there's a lot there. That and movie uh, oozes style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the last portion of it with beca- between like him and the the yellow bastard <laughs> character yeah. is really good. Really good stuff. Really fun film. My favorite uh, part of that one movie, of his best unrelated characters. to yeah. um, to Bruce, Bruce Willis's arc, but it also makes for a nice segue for one of my parts. But I really like the opening scene, the the salesman pitch, with uh, Josh Hartnett's character. Yeah, well, yeah, we see that character in the first, very first scene, and in the very yeah, last scene. Yeah, I really like that opening scene quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, but that's my segue was uh, lucky number eleven. Lucky number eleven. Yeah. yeah. It's not Bruce Willis's Funny, yeah. main role. He's the he's the and Bruce Willis character on the on the cash sheet. So there's nothing mm-hmm. much to talk about Bruce Willis, but a criminally underrated movie, I find. No one talks about yeah, it. I can get behind that. It's not a bad film. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, a really long time. Um, I think the writing is really good in that movie. The writing is good. Yeah. Um, the writing is really good. If I'm, I remember Bruce Willis' character in there in, because he's really devious. You don't yeah, know if you should good trust cat. him. There's, yeah, exactly. Um, but he's a good, yeah, it's still a good film. I wouldn't, I never counted it as one of his best roles. Yeah, definitely not a, one of his good, best, it's but it's a, it's a good movie. And cause I was talking about Sin City and Josh Hartnett, I thought it was at least worthy to bring up. Cause I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it in a long time. And hopefully anyone who heard that will be like, you know, I want to go see Lucky Number 11. It's been a while. And then they'll watch yeah. it and they'll be like, huh, that movie was better than I remembered. My next pick, uh, though, I know I think we disagree on this one. I don't think you like that film a lot, but I really do. I grew up with it, and it's still, for me, one of the the top, I would say top five Bruce Willis movies ever. Fifth Element, man. Fifth Element. So I, I like Bruce. Besson. I like uh, Fifth Element. I, d- I just, I'm not like, whoa, Fifth Element. Oh, I am. Me, yeah. for sure. I mean, I know it's a weird film. It's definitely <laughs> a weird I film. I really dig it. I really like his character, it's, though. Like yeah. Bruce Willis as this Dallas. like New York City cab driver, but like in the future. He's a lot like John McClane in this film, to be honest. There's a lot of John McClane vibe. Yeah, to well, his I think that's just that's a testament to Bruce Willis's character. He's he relates to the the quote unquote everyman. Yeah. Yeah. The the down and outs, the the, the average Joes. Uh, he he represents that, and 
we always have this like idealized action hero who must have like full head of hair and like chiseled abs and like defining good looks and Bruce Willis kind of isn't any of that, but he has no. captivating screen presence. Yeah. No, he does. It's true, though. He's never been that muscular big guy. He's yeah. always... He, he's tough when he needs to be, but he's always... Sometimes he's charismatic. Sometimes he's funny. Sometimes he's just really just human. Just mm-hmm. a normal yeah. guy. And we can get behind him for that. And yeah, there's a lot of John McClane and the Corbin Dallas character in Fifth Element. And we're one of the rare movies where actually the main villain and the main hero never meet. Yeah. Ever. Him and Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman's character and Corbin Dallas, they never meet in the film, which is so funny. <laughs> I find it so amusing. But there's something interesting about But, that uh, where like yeah. he doesn't have to like take out the bad guy to save the day. Like that's not this movie. Yeah. No, it's not. It's but it's such a fun watch. I love yeah. this movie. Chris movie Tucker so much. is it's wild in that movie. <laughs> yeah, Chris Tucker is yeah. wild in that film. One of the first movies by Mila Jovovich, I think, before Resident Evil. Um, Days and Confused really good, was her man. first one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so. And I know that Gary Oldman is not fond of his film, of this film, that much in his career. But I think that his villain is so is so funny. Certainly like, memorable. Uh, yeah, really memorable. Really his good. hairstyle, uh, no, a, his costumes. Yeah, And it's all but completely how he reacts. Ra- you should laugh at him, but you're not sure if you, t- yeah. you should take him seriously. Yeah, that, like, but he can pause. kill everybody. He's really unstable. But no, it's a good film. Yeah, it's really, really like solid. It. I really like oh. the idea of just like, here's what a New York City cab driver looks like in the future. And it kind of has this like 90s tinge to it. It's like, I think today everything's trying to look a little cleaner and like glass and everything's a little more maintained. There's less graffiti, and, and like, especially in New York. But this, like, version of New York City, like, it was so dumpy. Like, I can just imagine Bruce Willis's character in the cab eating, like, a donut and crumbs just falling everywhere. And everybody, I think the costume designer on that film was, like, Jean-Paul Gaultier. So everybody's, like, really flashy. Yeah. It's a really weird kind of costume design, but it's 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 cool. Yeah. It works But I can just imagine his film. character, like, he's driving a cab and, like, he hits the brakes and there's a coffee stain on him. And he sort of just, like, accepts his fate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what good, his character good. is, and there, like I said, there's something iconic and memorable about that. Yeah, now fun watch, man. Fun for watch, sure. that's in for sure. Top films. What else do you have on your list for a best uh, Bruce Willis characters? So I can't talk about it too much because it's been like probably 10 years since I've seen this movie. But that said, even though it's been a long time since I've seen it, it's something that's ingrained into my mind one way or another and that's 12 monkeys it's been a while yeah. wow 12 monkeys i don't remember it that yeah. well so i won't be able to comment but i know it's a good film yeah. i do remember liking it but yeah same yeah. years it's been a long time so i definitely need a rewatch on that but i remember watching it and the whole time traveling element the the sci-fi the dystopia brad pitt's character who is he unhinged is he not unhinged and the Bruce Willis's sort of like investigation into like what's actually going on and it's 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 a really smart movie yeah yeah I remember it being smart it's K- Terry Gilliam if I'm yeah, not mistaken yeah if right? I'm not mistaken yeah, it's been a while I would get Brazil yeah, yeah. okay um I need to rewatch. It's been so long. I do remember Brad Pitt being the baddie in that film yeah. if I'm not mistaken and but, he, uh, he sort of has everyone played Because initially he's like, well, I'm just like the crazy guy and no one's going to suspect me. And Bruce Willis is like, well, what's the, like, what's going on? Am I crazy? Are you crazy? 
what is and the movie progresses and you start getting those answers and everything's not quite what it seems yeah he pulled off uh, kaiser soze essentially yeah suspects yeah that, pretty much that's a solid movie too not bruce willis right. but it's a solid movie <laughs> yeah for sure um on my list another film listen this one i had a really interesting relationship with that film because i i do remember seeing it when i was really really young but i didn't understood it at first my parents watched it and i was with them and i i rewatched it maybe i don't know like 20 years after <laughs> because i forgot it and gosh is this movie good unbreakable oh i was unbreakable that was gonna be my next pick in my in night Shyamalan, uh, um so that's night the now the unbreakable trilogy yeah. or the glass trilogy i don't know why how you want to call it um such a good film such a good movie Shyamalan's such best such a good film i think so yeah i would say i would say i would be ready to say that it, uh, it's i would best. i would plant that flag yeah yeah what would, maybe we movie. didn't talk about the sixth sense but we can do the sixth sense after but i think that's even better than the sixth sense so well, I, i'll uh, talk about the sixth sense really quickly uh i never saw it until like two years ago because yeah. i knew the twist in elementary school so yeah, much i like was <laughs> so frustrated knowing the twist because i think the substitute teacher spoiled it and i was like screw this i'm not watching this movie and i just i, I avoided it for decades Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so I watched it and I was like, "This movie's pretty good." But when you watch it it's for okay. the first time, knowing the twist, yeah, it it, it, kinda, it does take something away. I did not know the twist with Unbreakable though. I went to that movie blind. Yeah, and it was the, the twist on Unbreakable is good. Yeah, uh, but also th- it's nice that they honored this film by giving it like two sequels, uh, in the indirect sequels with Split because you only have a reference to Unbreakable mm-hmm. in the very end. And then they do Glass when they yeah. merge the two movies together, which is still good. I know a lot of people don't like it, but I still recommend it. It's still good. But Unbreakable, I do like how... Because there's a lot of movies about superhero, but actually talking about, okay, if really somebody had superhero powers how would they actually mm-hmm. express it and actually do a difference in society and i think this movie really nails it nah. and get going back again, to I mean, what we've talked about bruce willis he doesn't look like a superhero <laughs> no he doesn't yeah. and basically his super suit and this is like a green poncho yeah and he he doesn't he's not i mean he's bending a few things but it's really subtle you, you can just see that he's he's lifting heavier but it's not CGI. It's mm-hmm. real, and it's always just okay. But he's like handling a prisoner that's like twice his size, and he's just like strangling him for a long time. But it's just it takes it takes a while. But that he with his strength is able to do this, like how small he is. I like that it's really subtle, and you can't really see yeah. it. Yeah, you have to uh, ma- you have to piece it together yeah. bit by bit until the movie explains it more openly. But there are certainly clues earlier on in the movie as to what's happening and even that yeah. the um the opening scene when he's on the train and it's just a, yeah. a nice long take and the camera's just going left right left right and you know, the camera goes between the, the gap and the seats it's so good it's so simple but it's so good and they 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 retook it for glass like to make a sequel to glass and it's perfect how they did yeah. it it actually makes sense that it takes time like in the the same situation the same train and the same timeline anyway i won't spoil it if you haven't seen it but it's it's really good um, but yeah unbreakable one of his best films yeah. by far i really like this one i need, i need to rewatch it more i think yeah i, I need to see it again twice. as well 
with Samuel L. Jackson in the movie as well. Yeah. He's playing Mr. Mr. Glass, a nice really character. Really interesting really. villain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really interesting yeah. villain. Yeah. Like where we're talking about, it, we talk about comic books and pop culture a lot. We often talk, well, who's your favorite uh, comic book villain? And because Glass isn't like a real comic book character, he often, we don't give him the credit he's due, but Glass is a great supervillain. He is a great yeah. supervillain, and he's really he made himself comic booky yeah. because he wanted he knew he had the ability to be something like that. So he's just like, okay, I'm such a fan of comic books, I'll I'll build myself around a comic book villain, yeah. and it actually works because in, he comes back in, in Glass, and he's terrifying in Glass. He's he's really good. I'll need so, to watch Glass. Yeah, no, <laughs> such a good film. Really like it. Is there what else? What else? Um, it's what not else? a particularly great movie. But I remember enjoying Hostage quite a bit. Oh, with Ben Foster yeah. as the yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That I've I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah, it's, but I enjoyed that one. I think that's it's again. It's not amazing or anything, but I think this movie that was fairly decent, especially for the mm-hmm. time period, two thousand seven. I was like, huh, this movie's better than it had any right to be. That movie could have been a dumb action movie, but it turned into more of a subtle thriller. Yeah, I do remember liking it. There, there was like some talent involved mm-hmm. in this film, not just a regular hostage movie that yeah. you get like every month. It's it's a little better than this. I do remember liking it. Yeah, yeah, like under the radar, hundred percent. Definitely on the radar. Like, where do you watch movies like films. that these days? Like, I don't think it's available on streaming. That's a problem with streaming. Like. This is why I miss video stores. Where do you yeah. watch these movies? How I would say Amazon Prime. Maybe I know Amazon Prime is a lot of good selection yeah. for movies. Sometimes, like this. yeah, it, but, but not yeah. all the time. And if it's no. like sometimes you can rent it off of like YouTube or something, but not all the time. No. Nope. Yeah. So sometimes these movies just get lost in the cracks. Yeah, under the radar for yeah. sure. Um, another fun pick. Uh, again, he's not in the film that much, but I would say his appearance in Expendables too. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was pretty good. I'll be back. You've been back enough. I'll be back this yeah. time. <laughs> no, he was good because again, I know like he had a difficult relationship with the guys involved in the Expendables, especially for the third one because he re- they replaced him with Harrison Ford. But his appearance in Expendables two was quite nice. Yeah. He, he played it well. Expendables two is actually a really solid movie. <laughs> it's the yeah, best of the three by nice. far. Expendables yeah. one is yeah, like. Yeah good okay it's okay like it's barely three stars it's like two and a half to three stars on five expendables three is well bad yeah (laughs) it's not a good movie but expendables two is actually a really good time yeah expendables two is great yeah expendables two is a a, a, like if you go in knowing you're going in for a testosterone filled action movie expendables two delivers on every front yeah. yeah, and it's got more, um, more character and more story than you would think. Yeah, yeah, I do agree with that. I think especially with Jason Statham's character, if I'm not mistaken, or well, Statham's. No, maybe that's the first Jason, one. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I would say Jason's character and uh, and Sly's character as well. But everyone, everyone gets a moment in that one, except for Jet Li. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of got shafted in that one. Yeah, poor guy. Yeah. but yeah, this is a fun, fun watch. Yeah, but yeah, smaller role, very small role, but good. yeah, exactly, very, very memorable. He gets the riff off with uh, 
with Arnold and Sly, and I think Chuck Norris shows up in that action scene at the end as well. So you get Bruce, Chuck, Arnie, and Sly in one scene together. I mean, what else could you want as an action junkie? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. I think I have another film in mind, but I'm forgetting it. But I'm trying to find one last good film. Out of you know what he was? You know what he was fun with? His uh, two-episode appearance in Friends. <laughs> I'd never seen it, but I heard good stuff. What? Yeah. No. He, okay, so he shows up in Friends for like two episodes, and he's totally bouncing off of uh, of David Schwimmer's character Ross because Ross <laughs> is going out with his daughter, and then like he's like, "We're going to meet my dad," and it's Bruce Willis, and he's sort of terrified. <laughs> yeah with good reason yeah <laughs> so um yeah that, that's yeah. a good one um i'm looking at a lot of people bring up looper but i'm not sure i would say that it's one of my favorite of his solid the movie but not good. per se a good bruce willis movie no exactly i mean he's he's not i think it's one of the movies that he's not that bruce willis um yeah it's not i mean it's a it's a good film not but in my book not excellent because maybe i have some issues with ryan johnson as a director but i'm I'm looking at his movies right now um get kind of blasphemous to say it but it's still really fun armageddon well maybe for you (laughs) (laughs) not for me i mean i prefer deep impact if we were to pick the two asteroid movies that came out that year but armageddon's still a really dumb fun movie yeah, yeah, okay, Armageddon. I think, yeah, it's still one of his most iconic, I guess, for, for Michael Bay yeah, films. Yeah, it's a memorable like it's one movie. of his big block, blockbusters. So, yeah, we can, okay, we'll give it credit. Yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a fun, it's the, it's probably the most popcorn he's ever done yeah. in terms of, like, a summer blockbuster type of movie. Uh, yeah. Usually he does more serious movies. This one was just, like, whip out your popcorn, it's summertime. This movie knows it's dumb, but Armageddon turned out to be better than it had any right to be. Yeah. And final say, I know we talk about it again, but I would say, you know what? The Red movies, yeah. not bad. I mean, it's still good. Not not his best role, but still entertaining. And it's nice to see him interact with like other old actors, really talented actors like John Malkovich, Ellen Merrin, Anthony Hopkins. So it's, yeah, I think for like a veteran, like senior agent like reconvening with his old friends i think it works it's a good film it's you know kind what, of fun. you know what i will put like out the first as one a little the second uh, one but yeah i'll put out as a little like hat tip just because of where we are but the whole nine yards i haven't watched that, that movie filmed in montreal <laughs> really yeah same as the jackal yeah you know? the jackal, the jackal with also, him. He, there's a uh, the final fight film in montreal the final yeah. fight is at a uh, lionel grew metro station <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, yeah, you see the uh, the dots on the metro grounds uh, between Richard Gere and Bruce Willis's fight at the end of the movie. The last fight is there, actually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the last, the last gunfight. And yeah. then in the whole nine yards, there they're also in Montreal. They're like in this. I think they're in a suburb in the South Shore. And then at one point they go to the the Mount Royal lookout. Nice. Yeah. So so he man, he's been in Montreal for a few times. Yeah, exactly. And he's got his uh, small cameo in Ocean's Twelve. Yeah, as, uh, <laughs> as himself, Julie Roberts's lover. Yeah, as well, as himself, himself, as Bruce Willis. Uh, um, and, but he knows Julia Roberts, so he he can call out the the bluff a little bit. He th- yeah, he throws exactly. the bluff off guard, 
and <laughs> they're all like fanboying over Bruce Willis as he's kind of confused why is Julia Roberts fanboying over me like we know each other yeah so yeah but correct I, I like correct it. me if I'm wrong because I know a lot of story we hear a lot like in the in the geek verse about Bruce Willis is that he did he did the movie 2010 movie cop out directed by Kevin Smith which I never saw and I know that Kev- well it's it's okay I mean it's it's not, not not great or anything it's just it's a buddy cop movie pretty standard but Kevin Smith actually which we know because he's a director that has a lot of big a big geek voice in Hollywood mm-hmm. we, I listened to his podcast and basically he was such a huge fan of Bruce Willis and he played with him in like uh, Die Hard 4 so he hired him for this film he was directing and he unfortunately said that he was one of the like most difficult actors to work that with. I remember hearing and that he was so disappointed he wanted to like work with his idol it didn't work as he expected but I think he like since he heard about the news that he was retiring because of health issues he was kinder he was like well you know what it, w- it was a hard shoot but it was still I'm glad I made it with you and thank you and you, 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 you you've let so you've left so much like good movies and good roles behind such an inspiration thank you but yeah, he had that reputation of, um, I think, a hard dude. Yeah, like, uh, it was a it was a harsh dude, but not a bad one. Just like difficult, and he had high expectations. Uh, but I mean, that's yeah, still great talent, great guy. He's an inspiration for action movies, um, and he'll remain so. so I, I have one sure. final one, and it's not an action movie. It's basically an indie movie. But have you ever heard of the movie uh, The Assassination of a High School President? I heard of it, never seen it. So it's ridiculously politically incorrect. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, maybe not politically incorrect, but it's filled with humor you wouldn't expect for like a movie set in high school. And Mm -hmm. it's about a journalist student who is, it's kind of like a film noir, pulpy investigation style movie. And the main character is trying to figure out who stole the, the answers to the SATs. And Bruce Willis plays the former military vet turned high school principal. Really? Yeah. And what year was that? Uh, maybe oh seven oh eight. Oh seven oh eight. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's one of those like it's completely ridiculous. But the movie, if you really enjoy like pulpy movies and like movies that riff off of the old film noir style, like there's narration and everything, and the main character is kind of like the PI investigating everything. He's like. I knew mm-hmm. it couldn't be this. And he, he starts to go in and Bruce Willis's character says the most, like they have a usual, they, he says the most insane things. They have um, kind of like a usual suspects lineup. So the SAT mm-hmm. scores go missing and they, they call up the usual suspects to the principal's office. And one girl shows up. Uh, she's the only girl in the crew. And Bruce Willis's character says something to the lines of, uh, she says something about his wardrobe. And he says, do you see me slapping the dick out of your mouth when you're working at the strip club? <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 humor like that. Like you wouldn't expect to associate it with a movie set in high school, but it's like that. So it's a lot of uh, you know, dark humor. Another role that a lot of people bring up, but uh, I don't remember why it was so iconic, Because, but it's his sheriff or... Scout president in Moonrise Kingdom by oh, Wes Anderson. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he played like the, I don't know, like the police officer or something yeah, like yeah. that, but he, it's his like solo, it is his only role in a Wes Anderson film 
And I think people still like this one. It's probably because it's Bruce Willis and Wes Anderson seem like two things that shouldn't coalesce. Kind of like how Christian Bale and Taika Waititi. And you wouldn't think that it would work, but somehow it worked. And just because it did work, people are like, it's a miracle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's it. Um, little small like wink because it's not sh- such a big role but still cool but have you <laughs> have you ever seen Planet Terror by Robert Rodriguez um, I've seen most of one it one of the two Grindhouse yeah. films yeah. I wasn't okay. too crazy about the Grindhouse movies even Tarantino's yeah. not crazy about Death Proof no, I know it's, it, but I, I I do remember in high school like there was a trend around this. Everybody was talking about Grindhouse was like the cool picture around, and basically it's such a gory B movie, yeah. Planet Terror. But he plays like a a, a colonel infected with the virus, but it's still a, a nice little cameo. I mean, he's on screen maybe for two and a half minutes. Max, oh, wow, but that's still, a, I forgot how still short it was. Like, because the trailer makes yeah. a big deal out of him, if I'm not mistaken. But he's not in the movie yeah. that much. But this, yeah, cute little cameo. Nice, nice, nice little film. Well, nice little film. Not really a nice little <laughs> film, but it's still a nice, still a nice appearance. Something to watch, him, like so, if you're yeah. looking for something Rick really dumb fun around Halloween. If yeah, if your stomach can can actually stomach it, yeah. because it's, it's yeah, like it's, you've never seen a movie. So hypervalued yeah. in your life. Grand house. So but yeah, I think that's, that's it, yeah, that sums up. Uh, we're going to miss Bruce Willis. Uh, he's had quite the career. Uh, so many of his movies are going to stand the test of time. We didn't even talk over all of them. How could we? But uh, mm. thank you, Bruce Willis. Thank you, Bruce Willis. Thank you, sir. You've been a great inspiration, a great action hero. Um, like, stay safe, stay well. Um, and no, you'll all be you'll always be remembered as one of the greats. Yeah, that's Especially for sure. in the action genre, you'll be one of the greats. Yeah, like so, yeah, I do hope they they celebrate your legacy as uh, as uh, as you you hope yeah. as, you, as he deserves. As you well deserved. Yeah. yeah, as you as he deserves. As he deserves. For sure. That's for sure. Fred, all right. It's been an hour. It's been an hour. It's been an hour already. Jesus. I know. I know. The time flies when we do these things, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, thank you so much. Great, uh, such a great uh, re-exploration of uh, a man's career. Uh, a lot to talk about. And uh, next time around, yeah, we'll discuss uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, after we'll do Fantastic Beasts, uh, and we'll do we'll do the Northmen as well. Yeah, 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 we'll do that for sure. So thank, thank you, you. Have Same a good to week. you. Uh, Keep drinking. It's our. And, it's, uh, it's Monday. We're off. So full steam ahead for the rest of the work week. <laughs> Yes, yes indeed. indeed. Same for me. <laughs> Talk soon, brother. Later, man. Care. Thanks Bye-bye. for listening, everybody.